Hey guys, Trey here of ASB. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. I think you're going to love it. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Today we have Luke Padilla on the show, or should I say Luke Padilla. I hope I did that somewhat right. But really well-spoken kid, bright future ahead of him, a very successful athlete, and um, he's out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. So it's really cool to have someone representing the state heading to college to play the sport that he loves. Guys, without further ado, here's our interview with Luke Padilla. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez, your host, and very excited about today's guest. He is a stud running back out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Love to see New Mexico doing well. His name is Luke Padilla. Luke, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Thank you. I am excited to talk to you about your journey. I know that uh, in order to play college football, you have to be super dedicated to the sport. You have to believe in yourself in a lot of different ways, and we'll get into that. But uh, first and foremost, you are committed to playing in Fort Lewis. Uh, that's in Durango, Colorado. You're going to be a Skyhawk. What went into the decision of going to that college specifically and playing football? Well, I mean, uh, first off, uh, when I went up to visit the, the campus, I was uh, notified about their engineering program there. Okay. Their uh, building's about two years old, so everything's brand new, and they're nationally certified as a, as of a couple of years ago. So uh, I knew from a young age that's what I wanted to do. When I got older, I wanted to go in the, into the engineering field. So just that alone was a huge factor into me uh, deciding to go there ultimately. But um, the coaching staff, you know, I talked to them, got to know all of them. They're all really great. They uh. They welcomed me into the team. They're just like a small family there. Durango's such a small town. Everyone knows everyone. So you really get that small town feel where everyone knows everyone and everyone's kind of just a family there. Yeah. So okay. It, very it, cool. was really, it was really comfortable going into all that. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we love to hear about uh, New Mexico excellence. I found out that you had a monster game against Artesia. You've had monster games all over the state. I think that's pretty awesome. Can you – Tell me a little bit about some of the things you're most proud of in your high school career. I think uh, first and foremost, you know, I don't, I don't ever single myself out on my achievements or anything, but uh, uh, my three years playing, because we haven't played our fourth year yet, obviously, but um, in the three years that I've played already, you know, two of the three years we've won the district championship here in Northern New Mexico. So that alone is a great team achievement, you know, I'm yeah. super proud and all my teammates that I've had in the past, you know, all those guys. So uh, obviously those are those are two very big milestones that we were able to hit together. But individually, I broke the school all-time rushing record with over um, with just about 5,000 yards, actually. So nice. that, that's just crazy to think. I never thought I'd be able to achieve that, if I could be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I lead the school in a single season – I mean, single – rushing yards in a game with 405 yards so that was Goodness. awesome it was just one of those games where you're just in the mode and you don't really know what's going on to the game's over and coach is like wow you broke this record and it's just it's all kind of a surreal feeling because you know you're not really thinking too much about that when you're playing but 
there's a few things here and there, but I would say those three things were probably one of the greater achievements I've probably had on the football field. Sure. Okay, so obviously to dedicate yourself to be one of the best players to ever play at your school, I know it's probably um, kind of surreal to hear that kind of uh, praise, but, I mean, what does it take as a running back to be that elusive? I mean, right, You, you part of being a running back is you got to have power, you've got to have some speed, but you have to be able to avoid tackles. So how have you been able to train on that aspect of your game throughout the years? Well, I mean, coming in as a freshman, you know, I'd never really expected to actually get time, nonetheless start as a freshman. So, sure. I mean, I was kind of just thrown in with the dogs at that point. But from a from that first year, I had a lot of guys ahead of me that helped me out with certain things and just kind of taught me the ways, I guess you can say. But, I mean, they showed me things like, you know, how to see things, how to see the field kind of know what the defenders are doing and then also growing up you know I've always had great coaches and they've kind of always explained things in a way that I was able to take and kind of make my own on the field so I mean it's just kind of one of those things that you can't really teach in a way but Mm -hmm. I've kind of just picked up and am able to develop my own skills on the field and just kind of do that kind of thing it's not it's hard to explain but some guys just have that certain ability and I'm lucky enough to be able to have that. So, yeah, absolutely. So when, and I mean, I love the way that you said that you had influence early on in your career, because a lot of times when you hear of a freshman starting in high school, there's some kind of, uh, there's, there's almost grudges held, right? There's, there's this chemistry disconnect because it's like, Oh, this guy's a freshman. He doesn't belong here. How did your teammates welcome you? Or was it difficult to kind of smooth over everybody uh, when you were able to start? Well, I mean, I didn't start till the end of the season. I didn't start till our first game in districts. So uh, mm-hmm. I spent my majority of the time playing special teams or I was just on the sideline as the backup or whatever. But, I mean, I kind of really had to prove myself to a lot of those seniors. So uh, it took me a while. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It took till about our fourth week of the season to kind of just show those guys that, you know, like I am legit. So they kind of accepted me at that point and then they kind of helped me more. They brought me more into the system and they just kind of made me part of the family in a way. Cause I mean, capital, it's such a small school, you know, Santa Fe's kind of divided and we're all from the South side. So sure. they brought me in and they kind of showed me the ropes and I'm very thankful for that. Cause I don't, I don't think I'd been able to do what I do if I was, if it wasn't for them. So absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I like the way that you said that, uh, Capital's a small school. You kind of divide uh, between Santa Fe and Capital. What kind of support did you get from your fans? I mean, because that's a big part of being successful on the field is knowing that you have support off the field. So what was your fan base like? Honestly, I mean, it was kind of crazy. The whole school really knew about me. And when I started starting and I started tearing it up and all that, you know, you would hear the crowd he's a freshman and you know that's one of the coolest i don't i don't think i could ever surpass that kind of excitement and feeling that i had from from that crowd but you know i had a lot of friends that supported me a lot of basketball players that i played with in the past just all over the school so you know they embraced me and cheered me on and they they took advantage of that yeah in a good way of course but uh 
you know, that's one of that's such a crazy feeling. And I had a lot of people behind me supporting me. That's cool. I guess you would you could say that you made it fun for people to go to the games too. I mean, when you have a chant, when you have everybody live up on their feet, it makes the game more fun to watch too. And then of course playing, I get that too. Um, all right, so from freshman year to to now, tell me what it was that you could look back and say that is the single most in, single most thing that I improved in throughout my uh, high school career. Oh, that's tough. Let's see. I would probably have to say, I would say my field awareness. Okay. I mean, as a freshman, you know, I kind of knew where I was running, but it was just, I was just going off the playbook. You know, I was going where everyone told me to go. I was, I was very strict on do what my coaches say, go where they tell me where to go Mm -hmm. and all that. But as I've kind of developed my own skills and my, and my, uh, kind of way of seeing the field and kind of knowing the playbook just by heart now. I mean, I've been able to kind of just go off of that and I know where certain defenders are going to be. I know what they're going to do if I do this, how they're going to react if I do that. So I've kind of been able to just improve on my own craft on the field and kind of just maneuvering the defense the way I want it to in a way, I guess you can say. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me this. Who do you model your game after? Everybody has somebody that they look up to or they watch on TV and go, holy smokes, that's who I want to be or that's who I want to play like. Um, who was it for you that has inspired you to become this record holder? Well, I mean, I didn't – I guess you can say I didn't give myself this player. But uh, since I was a freshman, a lot of the a lot of the older guys were like, man, you, you play like Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. Like you're running his – is very similar to his. So I've kind of just kind of grown on that and watched him play. And it really does turn out like I do have a very similar style to him. I'm very similar in size, you know, things like that. So I, I would have to say Christian McCaffrey, I kind of modeled my game after him. That's a heck of a, a guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a stud. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. A fantasy dream. If you, if you play fantasy football ever, um, any nicknames, did you, did you acquire any nicknames throughout your uh, career so far i mean sh- freshman year it was just I, I was the i was just known as the freshman but uh just my my name became a staple you know i uh the commentators real know me real well so they they say my name when i get run the ball or i get a first down or something it's just the way they say it over the intercom it's just kind of it's different do you and have an impression know- for me so it was just like uh <laughs> luke Padilla, ah. like that. but I've met people, you know, um, my girlfriend has a little cousin and when I first met her, the first thing she told me was that impression of my name played over the, over the speakers during the games. And it was, it's just one of the coolest things ever to hear mm. and that people actually pick up on that. So I would, I would just have to say my name was kind of just a staple at, at this point. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is like super cool, especially because it's it's not something that people can go. Oh, isn't that that one guy? No, you know who Luke Padilla is now. So that's pretty great. Yes, exactly. So that's really cool to to be able to have that and just people knowing my name in that way. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the family love and uh, you know family support that you've received throughout this process. I've seen your video of you know 
them talking about how you signed and all the hard work you put in with your coach and your family. I mean, it looks like you guys are really tight knit that you guys really have a lot of support and a lot of love. Um, so tell me how big of a factor that's played in your life so far. My family, let alone has been huge for me, especially this past year. I mean, with the whole pandemic and all that, not yeah. really knowing what was going to happen in the end. I wasn't sure if I was going to eventually sign with the school because, you know, everything was up in the air because mm -hmm. all these guys in college are getting an extra year of eligibility. So all these coaches are like, well, do we need this guy? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So mentally, that part of it was just it was very hard for me. And, you know, my family, my girlfriend, her family, everyone was kind of just there for me and helped me through the process. And I don't think without them, I, I would be sane right now, if I can be honest with you. Mm -hmm. It, it, it was just a very weird time for all of us. And I'm not saying that I had it any worse than anyone else or anything like that. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am. But, I mean, it wasn't easy. That's all I can say. So I'm, I'm very thankful for everyone, family, coaches, all that for uh, for helping me. Because, you know, I'm, I'm here supporting you guys. I'm here supporting Santa Fe, supporting New Mexico and all that. So, I mean... I, they're definitely a big part of my life and where I am now. So I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. There's a very small amount of people that can say that they went through this era as they were preparing to go and play a college sport or professional sport. So uh, my hat's off to you, man. Tell me about how you trained through this era. I mean, there was there was a stretch of time where you could you're not supposed to leave your house. There was a lot of people scared, you know, uh, we all know about it, but I mean, it's got to be tough knowing that you can't go to a facility almost legally to train. So yeah. how did you, how did you do it? Well, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a really good friend that I, I still train with today every single day, but, uh, he has a, a gym set up at his house in his garage. So, you know, we got shut down. We were, we were in, locked up in the house for a couple of days and he, he called me up and he's like, he's like, Hey, you know, I have my setup here. You're more than welcome to come work out here whenever you want. Yeah. So just let me get you in here. So I was fortunate enough to be able to work through that time off when everyone was locked up. I was very fortunate enough to have that outlet for me to go and continue to work my body and prepare for something that I wasn't even too sure about yet at that point. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. So you're in tip top shape. You feel confident going, um, finishing out your senior year and going to the next level oh yeah i mean especially i've gotten a complete year off now from sports the last time i haven't not done anything for a year was probably when i was like four or five when before i even started playing sports altogether yeah i mean my body has never got this kind of rest before so i mean i've never i haven't felt this way ever in my life you know, I'm super strong. I feel super powerful. My body doesn't hurt at all. I mean, I can really say I'm a hundred percent and just ready to go. And I'm, and I'm hoping that your coaches hear this for college. So they're like, okay, we know he's ready to roll. That's awesome. Um, all right. So Durango, Colorado. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how much different it's going to be from Santa Fe. Um, but tell me what it is that you've done to prepare for a different elevation, a different climate, kind of a different uh, way of, of life athletically. Well, I mean, elevation here in Santa Fe is over 7,000 feet and mm. elevation in, in Durango is actually 6,000. So I mean, okay. 
dropping in elevation. So that alone isn't going to bother me at all. So does that almost help you then? Do you feel more confident in that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of guys are like, man, they come from sea level and they're going to play Ooh, yeah. up at thousand feet and you know, they struggle. So I'm very confident as into my conditioning and all that, that I'm going to be able to go in there and just be, be the person I am, you know, right. Be able to take up like I, like I have been here. So, I mean, that's exciting. And then weather wise, I mean, it's going to be a little colder there. They get a lot more snow than we do usually, but, uh, I don't, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're, you're okay with the cold weather. You can deal oh, with it. Oh, I don't mind at all. We just, we just got 10 inches of snow here in Santa Fe a couple of days ago and we were out practicing in it. Dang. And you know, I mean, I, I practice the way I play. So, you know, I was in, I was in my cutoff shirt shorts, you know, and it was 20 degrees outside. Goodness gracious. So, it's, it's so you're telling me you're psycho. Problem. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, you got, you got to be a little crazy to play the sport. <laughs> all right. So with that, I mean, I, I want some insight. Is there any kind of life hack that you have to make that adjustment? Cause I'll, I'll be honest myself. I'm not going to wear shorts. I'm not wearing cutoff sleeves in that kind of weather. So is there anything you do? I've heard uh, Vaseline. I've heard different things that you put on your skin or anything to help you retain heat. Is there anything you do or you're just a different animal? I mean, <laughs> I tell myself, you know, I just, I just got to adapt to it at this point. So, you know, I knew I was going to have to play in the cold. So I was like, well, it's time to get ready. So, you know, I just kind of just started doing it. I didn't, I didn't want to have these certain things that I relied on to kind of help me with that. Like the Vaseline, you say, my coaches recommended me that. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I think I'm good coach. Wow. But, uh, so you kind of just got to adapt your body to it. And that's what I've done. I'm actually pretty, I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Cause you know, at, at the beginning it really wasn't too easy mentally, but uh, mm-hmm. now, now it's not a, now it doesn't even cross my mind. You know, it's just, I do it. Yeah. It sounds like you'd be one of those people that would like jump into a frozen lake. Are you, would you feel oh, yeah. confident in doing that? I, I would definitely do that. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you were a three sport, you are a three sport athlete, right? Football, basketball, track. So when you say that your body has been able to recover, it's not just, Oh, I took some, I took some hits in football, you know, the strains that your muscles take from constant training and workouts and stuff like that from football. I mean, you, you just are nonstop. So how did you continue to push through all three seasons in the years that you've played? And, um, you know, what does it mean in the training room when they say like, you've got to get ready, uh, physically. Well, I mean, uh, doing three sports, my first two years, I mean, cause last year I didn't get my end of the winter spring season. So right. I guess I just got two full three years of sports, but before that I was doing the same thing all the way through middle school and all that, but. I mean, that does, it takes a toll on your body. Not a lot of people will admit it, but it is, it's very hard to do just to go from football straight into basketball, right into running track. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are three completely different sports and three different kinds of training that you need for them. Not a lot of people think that you can just go from football to basketball. I mean, that kind of conditioning is completely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just up and down the court all the time compared to as you get a play that's about maybe seven seconds long 
and uh and then going from basketball to track track is just you're going full out for what like 12 seconds yeah everything you so uh it's hard just to train alone for that and then aside from that it's just hard on your body so i mean my body my body did need a break and i'm i'm i was lucky enough to get it so you know i'm 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 not disappointed well like okay let me rephrase that i am disappointed in a way that my season other seasons got taken away from me but it's kind of benefited me in a way to kind of help me prepare for this journey i'm about to go on and play in college so in a way i'm kind of salty about it but i'm 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 very thankful it's it's like a blessing in disguise in a way so yeah absolutely i got a couple questions for you about your home state tell me one thing if you can if you can think of it uh what do you love most about your state new mexico it's got to be the food it's different here compared to anywhere else in the country you're Mm -hmm. you're not going to get what you get here in new mexico anywhere else sure so just that itself is unique you know it's all good i like fantastic absolutely so tell me in santa fe where is your go-to food spot these are some these are probably the the hardest questions i've been asked in a while (laughs) oh that's tough there's a lot of good places here in santa fe i mean i would say probably the most known place here in santa fe would be tomasitas downtown okay right in the everyone if you come to santa fe everyone goes there but um there's plenty of good places, you know, if you want barbecue, you know, there's cowgirls downtown, mm. all kinds of different things. Cool. There's a very good variety here in Santa Fe. So absolutely, you don't have to settle on one thing. Sure. So you said you got to play basketball, which is, um, which is one of the things I think that uh, capital takes a lot of pride in, right? When you go to state, the state championship, there's quite a bit of people that have your back at the pit. It's, it's quite electric. I've been there as a fan and it's it's a it's a blast tell me what it's like playing in front of crowds like that well i mean i've never really gotten to take part in that necessarily you know i've never i never achieved the same level in basketball that i did football okay so you never i never really got to experience that feeling in a way but you know just being a part of that team and being there at the state tournament is unreal you know i've done it as a fan i've done it a part of the team but I mean, it's it's electrifying, and you know, basketball here in northern New Mexico, it's it's where it's at. You know, we're not really known too much for football in a way as it is down south, but uh, it's it's an electrifying feeling. You know, I mean, I've been going to those state championship games since I was in sixth, seventh grade. You know, watching those guys play like in es- Espanol and all that in the state yeah. championship, it's it's unbelievable. You know. I believe a couple of years ago they sold out the pit just to mm-hmm. just for no game. So <laughs> just that alone, it, it's it's unbelievable. So. It's crazy, yeah, absolutely. All right, I want to talk about your college career before we go. You're going to become you're going to go from being a jaguar to becoming a skyhawk. Both very cool mascots, by the way. I think a skyhawk is just it's so unique. I love it. What was it about your visit that made you go, yeah, okay, this is right for me? I mean. You drive right into Durango and you're in the mountains. It it really doesn't get too much better than that, you know. You get the river runs right through town, you get all that and a bunch of ski resorts. I mean, it's just an outdoor feeling. And yeah. then the university itself, or it's cool, it's school itself is on the side of the mountain. Yeah, so the location of the school itself is just unbelievable. It's beautiful. So I mean, 
that was a great selling factor. And then, like I mentioned earlier, they have a great engineering program, which I am definitely going to enjoy. And then, you know, just the small town feel, the coaches, you know, they treated me like family. And I mean, they made me feel at home. So, I mean, I can't really ask for too much more than that. And they made my decision quite easy for me. Okay. Um, All right. So I got to know this. Um, looking forward, I mean, going into college is part of planning out your future, right? So you want to make sure that your future is as bright as possible, that you're set for life in one way or another, whether it's education or um, sports, experiences, friendships. There's so many things that come with going into college. What are your big goals for college and beyond? I mean, first off, you got you got to get your degree, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to you're going to school to get your education. So I definitely want to get my degree in in electrical engineering first off. You know that's that's goal number one. Yep. I mean, two. I mean, it'd be nice to win a conference championship. You know, but I mean, the RMAC is a very very uh, tough division. They have uh, two top ten teams, I believe, mm. in that division as well. So that's gonna be a that's going to be a tough goal to achieve, but I mean, it's, it's definitely doable. Sure. Absolutely. And then, I don't know, probably, I mean, you're going to grow as a person in college, you know, you're going to learn a lot, you know, you're away from family and all that. So you're going to learn many life lessons along the way. So I guess you could say I'm, I'm definitely going to grow as a person, but, uh, it's gonna, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting journey and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take that on. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Very good answer. All right. So before we go, I just have one more question for you. Um, if you could go back and, uh, give a young athlete, you know, like elementary school, middle school, or, or early high school athlete, some advice that you might've wanted to receive going into your high school career, what would you, what would you say? Um, first and foremost, you know, they, they have to do it in the classroom before they can do it on the field. That's got to be the biggest thing. You know, I see a lot of athletes today that aren't able to play because, you know, they, they don't make grades. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's unbelievable, unbelievable to me. So first and foremost, the most important thing I got to say to all the younger athletes out there is you got to get it done in the classroom. If you can do it there, you know, you can definitely do it on the field. If you're going to put in that work in the classroom, you're going to be able to translate that onto the field and the coaches are going to notice that. So, I mean, school first, football second. And then from there, you just got to work hard. You really have to dedicate yourself because, you know, at this point, if you're really wanting to go to the next level, football has to become a lifestyle. It's going to be more than a sport. You're going to have to take time away from your regular life, away from football, to go prepare your body and mind itself. So Mm -hmm. preparation and hard work is huge. It is absolutely huge, and I can't stress that enough. But, I mean, those are probably the two most important things I could I could say to all the young athletes out there. Perfect. Perfect. Great advice. Luke, thank you so much for being on the show. I do appreciate it. I do wish you the very, very best moving forward. I know you've got a bright future ahead, and um, I can't wait to see you and see what kind of stats you produce up in college. It's going to be excited. Thank you guys for having me. I, I, I appreciate it so much. You know, it's an honor. 
Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Oh,